how do you get your business to $200 million? And I saw Mike speak last week, Mike Morris at National Trial Lawyers. And Mike gave a lot of credit to EOS for getting his firm to over $200 million. Well, welcome everyone. And uh, to our guests, our panelists, thank you so much for being here. We have one of the most awesome panels we've ever assembled for one of these. I'm going to introduce our guests in just a minute. My name is Jay Berkowitz, company's 10 Golden Rules. And we've been on an EOS journey, the entrepreneurial operating system, for I guess about two to three years. And I'll explain my journey. And then we're using EOS as a digital marketing agency. But the three experts are all either law firms or consulting with law firms on how to use EOS. So that's our goal today is to talk about how you can learn about it and how you can use it or how you can take it to the next level if you're already using EOS. So I will introduce Mike a little bit more in detail, but Mike Morris is the owner of the largest PI firm in Michigan, and he used EOS and he's written a book about it called Fireproof. So we'll learn a lot more from Mike in a minute. Gerardo is our EOS implementer, and he's one of the guys who really introduced me to EOS. And he is a spectacular explainer and energy guy, and he can really take EOS to the next level. So we'll, again, hear from him in a minute. And Tyler is one of the original EOS clients, along with Mike, working with the author of Traction, Gino Wickman. And he's an attorney who used it in his business, and now he's become um, one of the world's leading implementers, helping companies use EOS. So more about all these rock stars in a minute. A little bit more about my journey and my background with EOS. So I guess seven or eight years ago, I got the book Traction and saw a presentation. Actually, it was Gerardo's partner, Cesar, who made a presentation at my uh, CEO group. And we all got a copy of the book Traction. And like a lot of people, you know, I actually have a couple of copies here. It sat on my shelf. And I, I've tried to read it, you know, and sometimes there's those books and you all, you all know what I'm talking about, where, you know, you keep hearing, oh, you got to read traction, got to read traction. And, and I, I would read a chapter, I'd read another chapter, I'd reread the first chapter and everyone kept saying it was so good, but I just couldn't get through it. And then I found, uh, you're, you're, a couple of years later, I found out why, because the second book, Get a Grip, is written in the parable or a story format. And it's a case study and it talks about a real company implementing Get a Grip and implementing EOS. And that I read and I tore it apart and I took notes and I, you know, it's all over it. You, you know what I'm talking about with books like this. So, you know, here's my first tip is if you are a founder of a company, if you're the idea guy or gal, if you're the energy who goes out and, you know, comes up with great ideas and brings them back to the company, and then you've got someone in the company who executes really well, you are what EOS calls a visionary. And you have an integrator in the company who helps you get things done. And it's a classic CEO, COO, Chief Operating Officer type relationship. Well, if you're a visionary, you got to read Get a Grip first because it'll, it's written for you and me. And so the mistake I made was trying to you know, digest traction. So I lost a couple of years, but then, we, then I got to know Gerardo. We, we started making some progress. So what's EOS all about? Well, first of all, there's a thing called Level 10 Leadership Meetings. We'll talk about that in a minute and a scorecard and quarterly rocks. And that's kind of like, for me, that's the heart of, of what is so valuable in this system. So the level 10 meeting, Gerardo and we, we started EOS formally like with an, an implementer with Gerardo as an expert training our team and orienting our team to how to do this properly. 
we've been, you know, dabbling with self-implementation for the last couple of years, but we had our first level 10 meeting last week and it was the most spectacular meeting. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary. It was the most spectacular meeting we've had in 20 years with our company. So there's a structure to the meeting that basically plays off of all of the great business training when Gino Wickman wrote Traction and when he, when he does the EOS training, he uses a number of the best practices from all the historical business experts and then compiles it into an operating system that works phenomenally well. So we'll learn more about that again from the guys who are really the experts. The second piece to us that we've been using, but we refined it again with Gerardo, is what's called a scorecard. And basically every meeting, you track your key metrics. So as you're going along, this is just a sample of what an, a law firm scorecard might look like. So you might look at how many people came to your website, how many phone calls you got, how many chats you got, and this is the goal, how many leads, how many professional referrals, how many past referrals, how many signed clients, how many Google reviews. And of course, there's also gonna be business metrics as well. These are more like marketing metrics that we would look at directly with our clients. And my friend, Josh Nelson says, what you measure gets attention and improves. And so the scorecard that you're gonna look at in your management meeting with your, with your leadership team every week allows you to focus on the key metrics and then take, take a, a section of the meeting to discuss the things that need improvement. So it's a, it's a, this is obvious. A lot of this stuff is, is common building blocks, right? And then the third piece is what are called quarterly rocks. And I think this goes all the way back to good to great Jim Collins or the guys will tell us which expert, you know, came up with this term rocks. But essentially what, the way we've been using rocks for several years in our company is identifying the top five things that we can improve in our company in the next quarter to achieve our goals. And we have a whole brainstorming exercise. I've gone through that in our planning uh, webinar, which you can find on our YouTube channel. And we have been tremendously successful in focusing on these big picture items for a quarter. So for three months, you know, we assign a leader, we assign a cross-functional team, and we get the big things done. And those have moved our company ahead appreciably. So just really quickly, a couple things about uh, 10 Golden Rules and a couple news things, and then we'll meet the rock stars we're here to see. We are doing our live event. We haven't done it uh, since before COVID, so I'm really excited. April 25th and 26th in beautiful Boca Raton. It's called TGR Live, Law Firm Growth Strategies. And we've got four blocks of content. We've got two of the best people in the world to teach you and me artificial intelligence for law firms. Dr. Kane Elliott is the AI futurist at Filevine. Justin Lovely is an amazing rock star attorney who's actually functionally using AI in his firm. And he's going to teach you how to do that. We've got Jason Melton, who's an attorney in Florida. He has this Instagram following that's blown up to over 2 million followers. And we were waiting for confirmation from one of the most famous TikTok lawyers. He said yes, but he's got to check his schedule. He has over 50 million views on TikTok. Then on day two, on the Friday, we're going to meet John McCarthy, who's a tremendous business of law trainer. And Dave Thomas is going to lead a panel of niche law experts. Many of you all know Big Dave from Law Tigers, and their niche is motorcycle. And then in the afternoon of day two, we're going to do new technology, things like OTT, which is like the Hulu and Netflix ads that are really breaking through. And Josephine's got it working for her law firm. And Patrice Jimenez, 
again, technology rock star. She's going to lead a panel. And we're going to talk about new technologies for law firms. On the Thursday night, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary at 10 Golden Rules. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We'll have information up on 10 Golden Rules. We're, good. we're sending it out to our clients as we speak. A couple other quick, super quick bullets. The recording of this, you might be watching this sometime in the future. Our YouTube videos have done incredibly well. About 10 days ago, I took this screenshot and this video had been viewed 37,000 times. Last night, it's been viewed 50,000 times. So if you want to learn more, as I was saying, like our, our digital marketing plan web shot, this is a case study. This is how to get listed in Google Maps and local service ads. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of content available on our YouTube channel. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my good friend and absolute EOS rock star, Gerardo. The first thing I want you to know is this guy brings a ton of energy and a ton of expertise, and he's awesome. And he's, he's an entrepreneur, and he really used EOS in his businesses. And he built these multi-million dollar, two multi-million dollar businesses using EOS, sold the businesses, and then became, you know, wanted to share his expertise and became what's called an implementer, who's an outside experts who helps your team implement EOS. So uh, Gerardo, I hope I did you justice with that introduction. And you can tell us a little bit more about your background and uh, give us the framework for what EOS is and, and how you, you use it as, at a law firm. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay, for the introduction and the kind words and congratulations for the 20 years anniversary. Thank you. And to your audience and fellow panelists, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So a little bit about myself. I've been uh, involved with EOS Worldwide as a certified EOS implementer for the past four years. I met EOS 11 years ago, like you said, graduated from law school, which it's probably a connection here with your audience, uh, but I decided to go in the finance world. So my first business 20 years ago was a financial advisor firm that helped people achieve financial freedom. So we managed investment portfolio. I grew that firm. We were 25 people. We were managing more than 100 million assets under management. When I share that in the US, it's not that much. But when you take that to Venezuela, which is my original country, that's a lot of money. So I, I probably should say that as a percentage of GDP. But that that firm grew and it was grew and running smoothly. So I decided to found a second business when I became 30 years old. And this was a paper distribution firm. In this business, I started to face all the challenges. All the reasons I became an entrepreneur, I was not getting it from this firm. Uh, we grew this firm, this business to more than 80 employees but I was doing everything. I was wearing all of the hats in this business. I was complaining that I was having people that they were not accountable for what they're supposed to do. And then I realized I was the only one to blame. I was not providing clarity of roles. I was also saying that, hey, people are not aligned to a vision. No wonder why I was not sharing the vision. I was keeping up here and I was not sharing with my people. So that's when I, re I realized, hey, something needs to change and that's, I tried many things, tried consultants, tried McKinsey, and didn't work. And I remember, like you, Jay, a friend told, hey, Gerardo, read this book. I had it on my shelf for a couple of months. And then I read the book. I decided to read it. I remember the first time I read Traction. I cried that night. Like, all the challenges, all the pain that Gino mentions in the book, like, that was me. I was going through all of that. So this was many years ago. There were no implementers in Venezuela. So I decided to self-implement by reading the book. And there are a lot of benefits. You can try EOS, you can self-implement. EOS Worldwide also provides Basecamp where you can have videos uh, for you to learn the implementation side. 
So I started my self-implementation. And in the first year, wow, it was amazing what EOS did for me. So I grew revenue. Yes, we doubled profit. But what EOS really did for me, and I will share more about this when I see it with my law firm clients, it decentralized me. It got me to a place that I could trust my leadership team, decentralize me, and I start running both business by only assisting that weekly meeting that you mentioned before, Jay, our level 10 meetings. So a year later, I decided to broaden an implementer. Now we have more like Skype. We had a virtual infrastructure. So I was receiving coaching from an EOS implementer. And I realized implementers, they're a shortcut. Implementers are there just to ask the right questions, not to provide the answers. We're there to facilitate a conversation, coach our clients. Sometimes I learn it's, it's difficult to know what's working, what's not working in the system when you're part of the system. So when you're asking an implementer, that's when, boom, the magic happened. Uh, I was totally out of business. In my structure, I, I went to the owner's box. We can talk more about that. And it, it what EOS did for me was, was incredible. So then I become a father. I became a father and I realized Venezuela was not the right place to raise my kids. And that's when I decided to move to the United States. I got the opportunity with a private equity real estate firm. And the first thing working with them, I saw, I was like, guys, wait, you don't have a clear vision. You do not have structure. Have you heard about EOS? And I decided to help them in their EOS journey. And that's when it hit me. This is what I want to do for many, many clients. And that's when I became an EOS implementer. However, I didn't want to do it alone. So I decided to create an EOS firm here in South Florida. It's called The Proper Recipe. And three years ago, we became the biggest EOS firm in South Florida. This year, we became one of the biggest EOS firms worldwide. We have empowered more than 200 companies. Currently, we have more than 120 active clients. And like I tell people, it's doing what I love with people I love. So in my journey, what I learned is EOS is going to help any company in three main areas. We call it vision, traction, healthy. Vision is where are we heading as a company? What's the plan? How are we going to get there? And the most important thing is making sure everyone is aligned to that vision. The traction is the execution of that vision. Traction is us being disciplined, focused, and accountable, having ownership of everything we do. And the healthy part is how we behave as a team, is us being a very healthy, cohesive, functional team. So those are the three main areas that EOS is going to help any company, law firms in their EOS journey. So when you read the book, what you find out is that Gino, he says that any company in that journey of scaling or becoming better, they're going to face many issues. But if we all work together, getting strong in six key components of our business, of our law firm, all those issues falls into place. So what are those six key components? The first one is the vision component. Like I said, where are we heading? What's the plan? So we call it the tools that we teach here our clients. It's the eight questions. And we keep the answer to those eight questions in a two-page document that we call the vision traction organizer. So how do we help our clients? How do we help our law firms define their vision? So the first thing is to discover their core values, their guiding principles, how they do things. We teach them how to activate them in behaviors, how to hire people based on those core values, review people based on core values, reward them, and let go people that they do not live those core values. That's how you create culture, and that's how you become unique, a unique law firm. And that will help you with your employee retention and engagement. Then we teach our clients how to share that vision on a consistent basis, making sure that vision is shared by all. 
And that's them every 90 days, gathering everyone in the law firm, everyone, all of your employees, and tell them a story, hey, where did we come from? What happened last quarter? What did we learn? Let's celebrate the wins and what were the learnings? Where we are and where we head. So those are the two tools, the eight questions and making sure it's shared by all that we teach our clients in the vision component. Then comes the second component, which is the people component. And here we talk about having the right people in the right seat. Two Gene Collins concepts, very simple. Right people, people align to our core values. And we teach our clients a great tool that we call people analyzer. How to bring something very subjective, like into objective and making sure everyone is aligned to our core values. And right seed is providing our people clarity of roles. Sometimes we complain people are not being accountable and we're not providing them and we're not setting the right expectations. They don't even know what they're accountable for. So in the right seed, we teach our clients the accountability chart, which is defining the structure. Now we come in and we do not ask them, what do you have? No, we look ahead. Looking ahead six to 12, mo 12 months, what is the structure that we need? And first we work the structure and then the people. So we ask people to detach from their roles. And that's how we come up with the structure. And then how do we put people in those functions? We make sure they get the roles, they want to do it, they love doing that, and that they have the capacity, which is about time and resources. We call it GWC, get it, want it, and capacity. So in the people component, those are the two tools we teach, having the right people, making sure they're aligned to our core values, and right seat, providing our people clarity of roles, and making sure they have the skills, they love doing that, and they have the time and resources. Then comes the third component, which is the data component. And you were mentioning this when you were talking about the scorecard, Jay. In the data component, we have the scorecard and measurable. And you're totally right. We cannot improve what we do not measure. So when we use numbers, we're measuring with logic and facts. We're rooting out emotion and subjectivity. So when we work a scorecard, you're going to have a leadership scorecard for your law firm. What are the key indicators that we need to be aware of and that give me a pulse of my law firm? So you give great examples. Other examples I see is, hey, open, open cases, retention, client churn. So those are defining the key indicators that give me a pulse. Now we keep track of these indicators on a weekly basis because this is different from a PL. When you have your PL and you see net profit negative, it's money that you lose and you cannot do anything. You cannot go back time. So the idea of reviewing this measurable on a weekly basis is for us to pivot. What can we do this week to make sure we're hitting those numbers? So every measurable, we keep track on a weekly basis. Every measurable has an owner, and that's going back to the accountability. And we identify a goal for this measurable, which is what's critical that we accomplish in that week. And then we make sure, if applicable, that everyone in our business owns a measurable. So that's how we measure. That's how we measure effectiveness. We get to efficiency. So this first three component, vision, people, and data, when our clients are going through it, they're becoming a much transparent company. And what they're doing is they're smoking out issues. And this is our fourth component. Now in EOS, issues is not a negative thing. We want a culture of open and honest where everyone can say, hey, we have an issue here. Let's identify the root cause, discuss it, and solve it. Because better us identifying the issues than our clients. So in the issues component, we teach our clients where to place those issues. We teach them, we talk about the issues list, mindset. When we're talking about the issue, let's make sure we do three things and we call it IDS. We love acronyms in EOS. 
So the idea stands for identifying. Hey, let's dig, dig, dig. What's the root cause of this issue? Now that we got to the root cause, let's discuss it as one team without pointing fingers, without blaming, taking responsibility. And then we move to a solution. So in the issues component, we have the issues list and the ideas. Then we go to the fifth component, which is process. Everything we do repeatedly in our law firm that has an impact either to our clients or our employees, we want to document those core processes. So here we teach our clients how to document them and how to guarantee that those processes are being followed by all. We teach our clients how to train people in core process, how to measure, how to manage them, and how updating their core process once, twice a year. And then we get to the last key component, which is the name of the book, Traction. And this is the execution. This is bringing the vision down to earth. And here you also mentioned a tool. We have here the rocks and the meeting poles. Mm -hmm. Rocks is our 90-day priorities. And this comes from the Steve Covey analogy, right? Where he's talked about the rocks, the pebble, the sand, and the water. And the way I like to describe it to my clients is the pebble, the sand, and the water, those are the distractions, the noise that we always going to have in our law firm. And the rocks is what move the needle for us, that we need to focus and put our energy there. And then we have the meeting polls that you give us a great overview of the agenda. And this is the time when we come together share, collaborate, solve issues, and move forward just to make sure we're not working on silos. So these are the six key components. This is how we teach our clients and we take them through the EOS journey, learning and implementing all these tools that they know them, Jay. This is not flavor of the month. It's just putting all together in a very simple and effective system that it's all about people. It's all about managing human energy in the business. So the last thing I'm going to say is Imagine everyone in your law firm being little lights, little lights. What EOS is doing is gathering all those lights and pointing them on the same direction. So we can have everyone rowing in the same direction, aligned to our vision, executing on that vision. Well, that's a simple overview of EOS. I don't know if I extended there, Jay. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. It's 10, 12 minutes. So you said something interesting. You said you read the book Traction and brought tears to your eyes. And I said, I, I read the book Traction and kept coming back to it. I couldn't get through it. So I'm a visionary. You're an integrator in your, and in your business, your partner's the visionary. You're, you're, he's a visionary, by the way, everyone. Don't, don't, yes. don't mistake the term. <laughs> but why is that? And, and explain to people, like, how can they get it? Why are we so excited about EOS? Very good. So to understand, when we talk about the visionaries, we're talking about people that they're great with ideas. They're always in the future. It's all about emotions. When we talk about integrators, we are good with the execution, with the follow-up, with the logic part, staying in the present. So you say something very interesting. Get a grip. It's a book for visionaries because it's a fable. And when visionaries go through this story, it's impossible not to resonate. Like, oh, that's me. So it's going to the practice. Integrators, we're a little bit more high fact finders. So in the traction books, it's more about the concepts, the psychology behind of these concepts and how to implement them. So that's why probably one book resonates more with either you're a visionary or an integrator. I think what Gino does very well in these books is hitting the pain points. Like every entrepreneur goes through these challenges when they're building a firm. You know, we don't have unlimited resources. So we wear many hats. We're doing the finance. We're doing also the marketing. We're doing the business development, the intake of clients. 
So when we do that, is our, our capacity goes very thin, right? So we feel like we're doing everything. So I think that's why when visionaries and integrators, either one, when they read the book, it's impossible not to feel like this is me. Fantastic. So last question I have, and just so everybody knows, we'll open it up to questions at the end and, and we'll ask some more questions of the entire panel. But the last question I have is, uh, you know, I've seen the re one of the reasons why I think this is so important, why we did this webinar this month. When I go to a lot of conferences with a lot of lawyers and there's a panel on EOS and they ask the hands go up, how many people are using EOS? I look around the room and like, let's say there's 50 guys in the room, 10 of the most successful law firms are the hands that go up. I'm a member of a mastermind and Gerardo has coached our mastermind for agencies. And when you, same thing, you, you there's like 200 seven figure agencies and you hands up, how many people are on EOS? You know, 10 or 20 of the top most successful agencies are on EOS. So what's the difference between EOS and just hiring a business coach? Very good. So great question. So the first thing, I, I, actually, I was in a session yesterday and the visionary texted me after the session, like, Gerardo, really, I don't know how companies do it, be, like, without EOS, without an operating system. All operating systems are great, Jay. They all bring clarity. They all help people, like, identify what are the rules, and they all help with the execution and attraction. I think what I love about EOS and every implementer, we always say implementers, we, we have three roles. We're teachers, we're the coach, and we're facilitators. I think that the great distinction with the EOS come from consultants, from external parties. And I think my learning, as sharing from experience, what EOS is so effective is the answers are in the room. The experts are the people working in the business. So us as implementers and EOS tools just give us a framework to ask the right questions. But we are the one with the knowledge. And I think in my experience, that's what EOS does really great. And it's different from consultants. Sometimes consultants, they come with the answer on a business that they haven't been there for so many years or so long. And yes, yeah, sometimes systems works and all that. But the difference for me was that when I hired a consultant, they were like, Gerardo, in many years ago, 10 years ago, this is your vision. And I go like, oh, this sounds amazing. Yes, I want to be a $200 million. How do I get there? And they're like, oh, no, that's on you. You have to hire the people. We don't know. And No, EOS shows you the way. It's a framework, and it's all about managing the human energy. And the answers are in the room, in the people that are running the business. I think that's the clear decision between EOS and a consultant. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone will join me in a round of, a round of applause. Now, it's interesting. You just threw out a number, $200 million. How do you get your business to $200 million? And I saw Mike speak last week, Mike Morse at National Trial Lawyers. And Mike gave a lot of credit to EOS for getting his firm to over $200 million. So he's an attorney based in Michigan. I've read the book Fireproof. I've watched a bunch of videos. I, I got to see him speak last year and this year at National Trial Lawyers. And I knew he'd be an awesome addition to this panel because they've used EOS and he's one of Gino's first clients, if not his first law firm client. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome and introduce Mike Morris to the panel. Welcome, Jay. You tell us our, your EOS journey and uh, a little bit about your background and your firm. Sure. Been a lawyer 31 years. Uh, the first 16 years, I did it on my own. I didn't have a coach, didn't have a consultant. And I got to about 26 employees. I was settling about 
15, $16 million worth of cases a year, but I was doing everything. I was trying every case. I was signing up every client. I was rainmaking. I was hiring. I was firing. I was going to Costco to get the paper and the coffee. And I, I did everything. I went and saw Gino talk when he actually used to have to go out and get clients. We were at a big, uh, big symposium room. There was a couple hundred people in the room and I heard him talk and I was very impressed with him. And I went and talked to him afterwards. Um, and I wasn't ready at that time. In hindsight, I wish I had hired him a year and a half, two years earlier than I did, but I wasn't ready to close down my firm for a day. I wasn't ready to spend five or six grand a day to do all of these things. Then um, my business kept growing and growing. And I said, finally, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hire Gino Wickman, um, hired him. And in the next 15, 16 years, I went from, you know, knowing nothing about a business, knowing, you know, one of the one things that I don't think has been said yet is that every lawyer on this call who doesn't know business or went to business school or work with a business coach is pretty terrible at business. Um, I never heard of an org chart. I never heard of vision, uh, a visionary integrator. I didn't know what any of this stuff was. I didn't know how to hire fire properly. I didn't know anything. Uh, I didn't keep my numbers. I didn't know how many cases I was signing up, how much my average fee was, how much my average time on desk. I knew nothing. Um, I didn't know how to delegate. I didn't have a leadership team. Um, I could go on and on about all the dumb things that I did those first 15, 16 years. Um, but I won't. Uh, I hired Gino and uh, he says, uh, all right, great. I'll see you Friday, 9 a.m. My office in Livonia, bring your leadership team, click. And, and I was like, uh, what's a leadership team? And um, I literally grabbed three other people in my office and said, come on Friday, we got this. And they're like, we have work to do. We can't come with you for eight hours and, and play. Uh, so uh, I made them, we did, I was still the boss. And uh, we went to Livonia, we sat there for eight hours and Gino took us on, you know, the, you know, the first day, I think he calls it the discovery day or whatever that first day vision building day. And we, you know, we, we talked about the vision. We talked about what made us successful and that was our core values, right? We, we, we wasn't like what we hoped to accomplish. We looked around the table and say, why are we a successful law firm here in Detroit? And we came up with six core values. They're still our core values today. Never changed once, even though you can change them, which is kind of remarkable. Um, some of those people on my team, two of the three of those other people are still with me today. Um, and so that journey took me uh, for the next 16 years. You know, a year later, um, I still hadn't hired my number two. I hadn't hired my integrator. Uh, and I had a fire. My office building burned down. And we went and saw Gino pretty quickly after that. And he says, Michael, um, I know you're resisting hiring that number two, that integrator, but you need to. Now is the time. There's no way you can run the firm, rebuild your building, move out of your practice, etc. And so I said, okay, um, I found my number two pretty quickly, John Knockhazel. He's still with me today, 16, 17 years later. Um, Gino um, still works with John and I every single quarter. Uh, Gino wrote about us in Rocket Fuel several times were mentioned in Gino's uh, book, Rocket Fuel, um, saying that we're the best visionary integrator duo he's ever met. Um, still to this day, which is, you know, I'm proud of, and, and it's a nice, it's a nice compliment. Um, I'm going to, you know, fast forward, uh, for the sake of time and questions, uh, that, uh, you know, over the next 15, 16 years, 
Uh, my practice grew from 15 to $17 million worth of settlements to 200 million last year. Um, our uh, scorecards, as EOS calls it, we call it in Fireproof, our jumbotrons are very robust. We manage our firms from this um, process. Four years ago, uh, 2019, right before COVID coincidentally, John and I wrote this book, uh, Fireproof. Um, we were, we the firm was running on its own. It, we have we did such a good job of, of delegating and elevating the right people and, and setting up teams and all of our processes are captured. And most people, if not all people are in the right seat and everybody around that leadership table were, were, were superstars. Um, we were bored, we wrote a book with no desire to coach, just to give back to our community, give back to the legal community that we loved. Uh, the book was a success. It's, it has sold tens of thousands of copies. Um, I started having lawyers from other country call me and say, Michael, we want to go quicker than what traditional coaches can do, even EOS. Now, mind you, I'm going to give a quick caveat. Massive EOS fan. Couldn't have done it without EOS. Gina Wickman's a dear friend. I still just see Gina Wick Wickman every quarter. There are limitations to EOS that I'm that I'm not afraid to talk about here, just, just for, for clarity, because this is an EOS podcast. You know, EOS is four times a year. You're not seeing pretty much, they're not talking to your coach much more than four times a year. If there's an issue, a problem, of course, that person's usually available. But I talk to Gino four times a year, eight hour days. The fireproof method, we do, we basically came up with our own style. EOS is definitely an underlying component, but we are weekly, twice a month meetings. Sometimes we do, we do summits, we get the legal community together. We talk about deep issues together. We fill, we, we, we created a community of lawyers, mostly personal injury lawyers, some immigration, criminal and divorce as well. But my, once people started calling me for, for coaching, I was like, how can I make this faster than 17 years? It took me 17 years to get to where I am. And I basically at this point delegated myself out of a job. But if somebody's just starting, and they're not all that self-motivated. It's interesting, and, and I'd, I'd like to hear from um, Gerardo and Tyler later uh, about this question, because when I started, it, you know, I did the quarterly and it got me to where I'm at, but we were self-starters. I had great people on my team. I find, and there was no cell phones when I started. Let's talk about that, right? There was very little cell phones then, and, and it wasn't like a how about now uh, world. Now it is, you know. I don't even remember having laptops that many back then. And now people want to go quicker. And there's so much more information. There's so much more technology that people don't want to meet and come back 90 days. They want more regular cadence. And EOS doesn't offer that. They won't offer that. They can't offer that if they want to be pure EOS. So we are now meeting with our clients much more regularly. We are we are helping them with their level 10s. We have coaches who will sit in on the level 10s, we'll scribe for them, we'll teach them how to use our software that we have created for lawyers. It's different than the EOS. Our check-ins are a little different. Issues and, and jumbotrons and whatnot are a little different, but it's all underlying as EOS, which is amazing. And um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without Gino, without EOS, without all the tools, without the people analyzers, without all of the uh, the delegate and elevate exercises and all of those things. Um, it has made me go from a lawyer who who couldn't, couldn't, you know, was hitting the ceiling constantly, couldn't do any more, helping hundreds of people a year to now helping thousands of people a year. 
and dialing in my numbers, dialing my profitability numbers, dialing in everything and knowing exactly what to focus on every week and every quarter, setting great rocks, setting great goals for the year. Um, and it's absolutely working in my practice. I'm excited and thrilled that more and more law firms are coming. When Gino and I started working together, he didn't know a single other law firm who was working on EOS. He wasn't coaching one. And you asked an interesting question, uh, Jay, that I wanted to, to, to chime in on when you asked uh, Gerardo the difference between a general business coach EOS. And the, the interesting thing is that I love that Gerardo's a lawyer, right? And we're just meeting today for the first time. I love that he works with law firms. But the true EOS system, it doesn't matter. You could be a law firm. You could be an architect. You could be a dentist. You could be a, a waste management company. It doesn't digital, matter. Digital agency. <laughs> D- digital agency. Yeah, Gina Wickman doesn't know the first thing. He doesn't know the difference between an auto accident and a dog bite. And he's been the best coach I could ask for for 17 years. So it's to me, that's fascinating, right? So so when I ask, you know, he doesn't, if, if I'm having a an issue that has to do with law firms that law firms face all the time, he can't help me. And he doesn't help me. And he and he doesn't help you with the scorecards. And he doesn't help you with a lot of vendors. And he doesn't help, you know, it's it's the structure that's what they're teaching. At Fireproof, if somebody needs... Michael, I need a great digital agency for law firms. Gina wouldn't know who to ask for. Obviously, Jay, I know you and I know other people in different industries and different services. You need a phone number? I got the guy for you. Paul Faust at Ringboost. Boom. He's going to get you the best vanity number that you can get. If you need swag, I got the guy for law firms. And it's, 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 that's what I think law firms. It's the next level of execution, right? It's the next level, right? That's what we're trying to do. Um, But it all starts with EOS. I'm not trying to take anything away from it at all. Can I ask a specific question? Because I think you you touched on it, but you're probably in in one of of the great scenes. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into clients. Now, here's the founder and CEO of 10 Golden Rules, Jay Berkowitz. Beats to dif- differentiate. What's the role of an implementer and an integrator? So you, you probably had two of the best ever. Um, obviously, Gino is your implementer. You got the guy who founded the system. And then, John, I'm going to knock Hazel. You'll yep, perfect. Correctly. Um, and, and you presented with him on stage and you gave John a lot of credit. And you mentioned it earlier, you hired this, you know, great COO, an integrator in your firm, an MBA from Michigan. T- you know, talk a little bit about the different roles for those two and try and, you know, dimensionalize it for people. Why do you need an implementer and an integrator? Well, they're completely different roles. I mean, the implementer, which is what Gerardo and Tyler are, right? They are outside consultants, coaches who are coming into the firm and giving, you know, holding you accountable, um, running your meetings, um, giving you great advice. Um, The the integrator is your number two, and it's in your firm. He's an employee of the law firm um, or business. And it's probably the number one job that a visionary like myself needed to hire. If you said to me, what's the number one thing you did in the last 17 years to get to $200 million, it's hiring an integrator. And I resisted it. 
I was, I, I just resisted it. That's a different story for a different day. We talked about it in the book, Fireproof, but I, I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think I needed it. And boy, was I wrong. I couldn't do what I'm doing. Couldn't have done what I did without, without my number two. Every business, every law firm, um, I get calls all the time, you know, Michael, when will I know if I need one, right? And I, my response is I've never met a, a visionary owner of business law firm who said, ah, I did that too soon. It's never too soon. It could be too late, but it can't be too soon. Um, if you can afford that number two, um, hopefully it's somebody in your ranks. If not, go out and find one, which is what I had to do. I did not have a number two because it's completely different skill sets. There is so much learning about that relationship. You can, you and I could do uh, the five, four of us could do 10 hours on that. And that's the rocket fuel book, right? Talking about the difference between the two, which I had to learn. I had to have Gino explain to me over and over again that the integrator is the one who breaks the ties in the firm, right? It's, just, it's a simple concept. It's a simple concept that took me years to understand. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He's he's making the top. That's my firm. My name's on the firm. What do you mean he's making the decisions? Um, we used to have battles over that stuff, and then finally, when I let go of that. And I let him run the company and I trusted him, even though he wasn't doing it the exact same way I would have, which was hard because this was my baby. This was my firm. Um, it, it, life got so much better. There's a lot of ego purging you got to do. There's a lot of work you got to do to understand that relationship. Um, and then I don't know if you were trying to get at this, Jay, but you know the implementer, like John Knockhazel is a coach for Fireproof and runs level 10s and runs quarterlies and runs annuals for law firms. So why don't I have him run my end? And why don't I have run him? Because I want Gerardo or Tyler or somebody in Fireproof running the quarterlies to hold you accountable. If you're paying Gerardo big dollars to come into your firm, you're going to make sure you got your rocks done that quarter. You're not all going to sit there and be, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't get to it. You're not going to be sloppy. You're going to show up on time. You're going to have your phones off. And you're going to pay attention and have a really great seven, eight hour day. So I, I'm a huge believer in having that outside person in the firm um, uh, for as long as you can. And, and another funny, weird tidbit is that Gerardo and Tyler and Gina will come in and say, you know, my average client is two years, let's say. Um, and, and these guys can correct me, of course, if I'm wrong. But it's, let's say it's two years. Okay. And Gino told me that. I'm like, oh, so we worked with Gino for about two years. This was in 2007. I just had my annual Gino two weeks ago here in Detroit, 17 years later. I'm still working with him. I think it's the best money I spend every uh, quarter. Um, so, um, yeah, long-winded answer on that one, Jay. One, one more question, and then we'll, we'll um, get to Tyler, and then we'll come back to the panel. But um, one of the things that I love the most about EOS, and we read another book, What the Heck is EOS? And we actually did it as a book club. So everybody in the company read it. And every week we met and discussed one of the chapters. And one of the things I found was very quickly, we all learned the terminology. And now it gave the company a very common terminology. So a lot of things that were in my head for the ways we should run the company, the ways we should handle clients, the ways we should track and report on things, we had very common terminology and it really helped culturally. So talk about how you, you roll EOS down through the company and how it affects the culture. I mean, that's change and not everybody likes change. And, you know, rolling it out is a very tricky process. Um, you know, we changed 
everything, right? And we rolled out core values. We rolled out everything. And, you know, we do, we call it the state of the firm. Every quarter we stand up in front of the firm. We, we tell everybody, this is where we were last quarter. These are our goals. This is where we hit. These are our goals for this quarter. These are our goals for the year. I'm doing this next Thursday uh, in front of my whole firm. We all gather into a big room and I'm speaking and I have a couple extra little speakers um, and we go through everything. And I had to do that on day one, 17 years ago. And I said, look, it, this is our new org chart. This is our leadership team. This is the things that are changing. As you know, it's my firm. There's 27 employees. Yes, of course, I have an open door policy. But guess what? That open door policy is changing based upon this org chart. And that was one of the hardest things for my employees to understand was that the firm that I built, it's called the Mike Morse Law Firm, still is. But I realized and learned for the first time that I'm the visionary, right? And I'm at the top of the uh, food chart, top of the org chart. Under me is the integrator, then all of his managers, and then all of our beautiful employees. And, and those beautiful employees I hired, some of them are my best friends, great friends. But if you want to do this pure, those people are not allowed to really come to me. We call that an end run. So they got to go to their managers and their managers then go to John. And if John can't figure out, he comes to me. And by just sitting up a, setting up a simple org chart, I walked out of that first meeting with 50% less stress, work, and responsibility. So that was my tear moment, Gerardo. When I walked out, wasn't reading the book. It was realizing that I, I needed help. I asked for help. Gino taught me how to ask my people for help. They raised their hands just by being asked or, or seeing the pain that I was in, but but I didn't know how to tell them I was in pain. I don't even know if I knew I was in pain. I didn't know what hitting the ceiling meant. But once I realized all of these things were going on in my world and my life and that my firm was stuck, it made a ton of sense. So then once I delegated 50% on that first session, I'm not kidding, it was 50%. So then I went, so then my energy, my, my cap was here. So I had all this room to do whatever I want. And we tell our fireproof clients, it's up to you. Do you want to go try cases? Do you want to go get more cases? Do you want to go golf? Do you want to raise your kids? Do you want to never miss a sport with your kids? Which was mine. I had three young daughters and I said, I never want to miss a recital. Uh, I never want to miss a carpool. I want to make lunches every day. And that was my reason for doing all this and to hold the big relationships and do all the things I needed to do in my firm. And then I started hiring people better than me, smarter than me to do all of the other things. We now have 220 people, $200 million uh, in settlements and verdicts last year. We forecast, we have an amazing jumbotron. Everybody's in the right seats. Everybody, um, we, we have amazing meetings. We've never missed a meeting. Tuesdays, 8.30 a.m., same time, same place. They start on time, they end on time. These are the things that EOS teaches you. Um, all of these non-negotiables that I've been doing for 17 years and it really is teaches you discipline. And, and at you the know, end of the day, yeah. it works. And you're you're proof positive. So let me get to Tyler. And then I see some of the questions are coming in. Um, awesome job, Mike. And thank you for making it all real for us. Um, and please, folks, you can drop questions in the Q and A, um, and we'll, we'll we'll get to the panel as I mentioned shortly. But I want to introduce Tyler Smith. And Tyler is also an attorney, also one of Gino's first clients. And then he worked, has worked with the company 
uh, the OS company, and now he is a certified implementer. So um, like like Gerardo, um, had, had similar uh, tremendous success as an entrepreneur, as an attorney, and now is helping firms do this. So Tyler, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? And you've now have a couple different perspectives on EOS, and you can you know sort of build on that for everyone. Yep. Thank you so much. So my journey started 25 years ago, right out of law school. I started an entrepreneurial company, and we were one of the first three to bring in Gino. At the time, his business was called the Business Accelerator, and he accelerated us right into the ground. We had a failed business model, and he made us fail in six months instead of six years. And what we did was we took that knowledge and skills and what was to become EOS and applied it to our second business model. And that one was a great success. So that one drove us to Inc. 500 stardom, Entrepreneur of the Year finalist uh, twice. We had a really great uh, 10-year run until we didn't. And so when it was no longer fun and we no longer loved it, we sold the majority of the business. My partner and I separated and I started doing three things. I actually joined EOS as a fractional CTO or technology officer. I started doing EOS implementation for clients and I started a technology and marketing firm. In the next 10 years, so leading up to 2020, uh, EOS kept using more and more of my firm's time and my personal time. And so ultimately ended up selling my company to EOS in 2020. Spent about two years uh, moving my staff company over, rebuilding the backside of EOS, and then left and replaced myself with two people, a chief product officer and chief information officer at EOS, and now am a full-time implementer. So that's the quick background story of where I come from. Um, there's a couple points I really want to just hone in on from Mike's presentation, some really beautiful points as to EOS and law. First, I hope it really comes across that Mike's success in his outlook on EOS, the legal world, and the work that he's doing is just very abundance-minded. It's very give back, and that's where EOS comes from as well. We One of the things that differentiates us as implementers from coaches and consultants is we have that same mentality, is that we are here to give back, make the organizations that we work with better, and just believe at a sort of core level that all of that work and all of that give back, much like Mike is, is showing and doing with, with Fireproof, it just builds it better for everyone. All boats are rising within the world of law and EOS, and that's our approach. So when we look at EOS and we see it in the world, that is how we perceive it. Secondly, I really want to point out, Mike, he was, if not the first, a very early legal client for Gino, and I think is really responsible for some of the thinking we still have today because the, the three industries that are, are very difficult to penetrate are legal, dentists, and medical. And we find this because they, the, the lawyers and the doctors and the dentists are these very, very highly educated individuals. And they have to get their arms around this concept of the accountability chart that Mike was talking about, where because of their education and their background, if they're looking at a traditional organizational chart, they are feeling very strongly that they should be at the top of it, the senior roles. And when we come in with an accountability chart and we throw away those thoughts and say, hey, what we need you to be, if you're a dentist, we need you to be in a seat. If you're a lawyer, we need you to be writing contracts. We need you to be trying 
cases. And that's where your time is best spent. And so that understanding that Mike really brought forward and helped really flush out for how do you deal with these super highly educated individuals in a large firm and understanding that what they're best at, what their God-given talent, their background and their education is, is our job is to make sure that they're in those seats all of the time performing, performing the best for the firm. So I just want to shout out Mike for that uh, insight and help in getting us there. And two more things I want to talk about um, with what Mike presented was he talked about his relationship with John. And I think I really want to bring to light that the second in command, right, the implement, the integrator within the company. So implementer, integrator, two totally different things. Every implementer still messes up the terms. But the integrator is the last decision-making in the process of an organization. And I wanna just talk about why that is. So Mike Visionaire is on the treetops. He is looking out miles in advance as to where this organization is going. And so in that, he's setting that direction for us, but what he's not seeing is what's on the ground. So his integrator, John, is whacking away at the bushes. He's cutting his way through the jungle. And what John has the ability to see is that there's quicksand in front of him. And so, we have to allow John to make the final decisions because he knows he makes it make a quick jog around the quick stand. Mike is saying this direction, this direction. John is saying, yes, I hear you. And we're going in that direction. But sometimes I need to go to the left. Sometimes I need to go to the right. I'm following your vision, but you have to give me the ability to go get there based on what I'm seeing on the ground. And lastly, I just wanted to talk about the difference between uh, using an implementer or not. And so I like to akin this to representing yourself in court or hiring professional. Okay, this is the difference we're talking about. You can do the work yourself. Implementers are the absolute experts in taking the system and driving it into your business and making sure it executes 100%. They are really independent in thought. They are not tied into those emotions and the issues that you're facing. And so they just have this clarity, much like a lawyer facing a judge. They are not intimidated by the courtroom. We are not intimidated by the issues that you're facing in your business. It's very hard to get to you by yourself. I believe it's why Mike is still using Gino. He still comes in clean of mind, not tied to emotions, just providing the best advice that he can and facilitating EOS within the organization. It's the same way we look at it's why we hire a lawyer, it's why we hire a doctor, it's why we hire implementers. So I just wanted to follow up on those few points Thanks. from- No, no, that's perfect. Can you share a couple of maybe transformative experiences, maybe with a law firm or maybe for other companies? And you know, you've had a unique view of EOS, seeing it sort of in-house and then working there and then now as an implementer. Share a couple of transformative experiences for companies. Yeah, so for some of my law firms, for a couple of them, it has started with every partner in the room. So 13 people on a leadership team right? Thinking that they want to run the business. Same thing that we're talking about here with the org chart versus accountability chart. They think because it's a leadership team meeting that everyone should be there. So the good news is after the first meeting or after the second meeting, we're typically down to our, our five or six. After we run through the focus day and we've set that accountability chart, it's a super interesting exercise. We say, hey, to run this business. So thank you all for being here. You are absolute experts in, in your business. Now you're all fired. 
But before I fire you, I'm going to suck out from your brains that if this were a $20 million law firm, what's the perfect structure to go run it? So all the lawyers can be lawyering and all the office staff can be office staffing and that this organization is running perfectly. And we all build it collaboratively together, right? So we say, great. It typically looks at like five or six roles, just depends on the organization. We know it's at least five from running on EOS. And then we go start hiring people and decide who actually wants this role. Who wants to be the CFO? Who wants to be the COO? Who wants to be that rainmaker? And all of a sudden it becomes real clear that a lot of people in that room just want to go be lawyers, lawyer at trial court, whatever it might be. And so that's super transformative to start in a room with 16 leaders. And the next time that we meet only five or six people, that's pretty crazy uh, work to do. And it's a super stressful, super interesting, never know how it's going to come out. On our guide as to how we implement it, there's a time variation for this implementation. It's somewhere between two to seven hours to get this work done. We have no idea what it's going to look like until we dive in. That's awesome. Well, maybe I'll, I'll ask Mike and uh, Gerardo the same question. Can you share, you know, Mike, obviously you're, it was transformative for your business, but do each of you have an example of a real transformative scenario where before and after EOS... Mike, you want to go first? I mean, I, I kind of gave you my number one story about understanding how to delegate. You know, the lawyers on this call have big egos, especially the ones who own their own law firms. We all do. And we all think we're the best at something. I've been in, I've, I spoke in Phoenix last year. There was 300 people in the room, 300 lawyers. And I said, how many here, business owner lawyers, believe that they're the best at, at several things that they're from that nobody can do as well as them. Every single hand went up in the room. Everyone. Not surprised. I expected every hand to go up in the room. My hand would go up like this. I could tell you 10 things. Nobody is a better trial lawyer. Nobody could talk to clients better than me. Nobody could negotiate with adjusters better than me, et cetera. And that's why most law firms are small. That's why most law firms don't hit their goals. Let's be honest, 99.9% .9 of law firms don't have goals, okay? They just don't. I learned what goals were. I learned what KPIs were. I learned what a number two was. I learned what a visionary was. I learned how to delegate. I could go on and on, Jay, but all of these things were transformational for me. I mean, I was, and I believe that's that's one of my missions with the book Fireproof and our conferences and our our. our teaching. Um, and that's so easy for me to talk about because I've been living it for 17 years. I don't have any notes. I have, I didn't prepare for this today because it is, it's, it's, it's just in my blood now. And, um, um, I, I can talk about this all day. There is not a single legal question that somebody could call me about, about running a law firm that I couldn't answer, like not a single question. Um, and whether or not I had their exact answer, I had the EOS tool for them, or I have a fireproof tool for them, or I have a business contact for them to call or a vendor to call, or just a tool or something to think about. It, it, it's, it's way more than getting a master's in business, right? It's, I don't even know the analogy. Uh, maybe that's it, but, but I feel like EOS has given me the foundation. I think I, I have taken it to the next level because EOS again is very specific. It's four times a year. You just have to know what you're signing up for. And it's great. And if you need more handholding, there's other programs um, or you want other, uh, you know, you want more handholding, but it's, you got to start somewhere and it's, it's, it's a great place to start. Perfect. Gerardo, uh, do you, do you have a transformative uh, story you can share with us? I do. 
So an insight I have seen working with law firms is visionaries sometimes rediscover their purpose. And this is tied to what Mike was saying, right? Uh, they do not teach you how to run a business in law school. So when you start your law firm, by accident, you start growing and growing and growing. And then you either catch yourself running the business, not being able to do what you love, which is probably being there in the cases with your favorite clients. So what EOS brings is the ability for these founders and visionaries to decentralize themselves, like create a, a team that they can trust. And that could either be, now that I have my team, I just want to solely dedicate and run in this firm, or you can run the firm. I just want to be in the cases with my favorite clients. So I'll share from experience with two of my clients. One has been with us for three years now, and he discovered his purpose was he wanted to transition out of the law firm. And EOS, we talk about the EOS life, doing what you love with people you love, having the time for other passion. He discovered his other passion was creating an offshore talent company with an amazing culture, all about people. So thanks to EOS, he managed himself to get out of the business and found this other company. And that's where he loved. That's where he finds his true purpose. Another case, another example, another visionary that her her purpose was working with nonprofit. And her firm grew from when they started with us, they were doing $1 million revenue. Three years after, they were doing $12 million revenue. And I was like, wow, this is big. And sometimes it gets scary. And, and Mike mentioned some of the things that EOS, like some of the resistance that we see in our clients. First is it's hard to let go. It's your baby. You start doing everything. So now you have to trust people because in order to let go and delegate successfully, two things must have to be in place. You must have the right person in the right seat and there must be clarity, clarity of expectations. If you do not have this, you cannot let go or you delegate unsuccessful. And that's why the fear to this. Then the other thing is you start thinking that, oh, I'm losing control of my firm. I'm not, I don't know what's happening down there. Some of my visionary comes to me, hey, Gerardo, now my lawyers are not coming to me. They're coming to my integrator. I have no idea what's happening in my law firm. But in that journey, they would discover, oh, but where is my heart? My heart is working with nonprofit. This is what I love to do. And EOS allows them to do that. Those are two examples with my clients. That's awesome. Um, just a quick answer to this question for each of you, and we'll start, uh, I'll ask Tyler first. What should someone do if they're watching this and they're kind of on the fence and they want to get started with EOS? Yep, so for sure. So the first step in our process and the proven process is what we call a 90-minute meeting. And so this is an overview of what EOS looks like. That model up there, we just go through all of the tools and how we implement EOS and what the future full-day sessions will look like. So it's always the first starting process is an overview to see if there's a fit for the EOS process in your organization. Mike, same answer or what, how would you yeah, I mean, it, someone to get started? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, um, ours is a little bit different. If you if you want more information about Fireproof, feel free to email me. I'll put my email in the chat, but it's, you know, we have a discovery day and we definitely want to fit just like uh, Tyler mentioned. Um, not everybody's a fit. Not everybody's big enough. Not everybody's ready for Fireproof. I don't know if, I think most business, I, I don't know what the limitations are with EOS and how small or how big or revenue goals or people goals. I'm not sure if it, if they're as picky. We're a little bit more picky. A three-person firm making $100,000, $200,000 a year is not going to work for Fireproof. You know, we want people two, three million in revenue, wanting to get to 10 million and above in revenue. You know, we have certain parameters because we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste your time. So if you want more information, fireproofperformance.com, email me. 
Gerardo, same question. How does someone get started if they're, you know, thinking about jumping in? Yeah, so two things. One, if you're a high fact finder, you can start reading the book, Traction. If, if you have that question, is this for me? Like probably I'm not getting a lot of information in this webinar, so let me read the book. Now you mentioned something, Jay. How long it took you to read the book? More than six months. For me, it was a couple of months. So I'm gonna piggyback on what Tyler said. In that 90 minute meeting, what we do is we take you through four steps. We talk a little bit about us, about EOS, how we got involved with EOS. Then we wanna know about you. We go through your challenges. We go through your strengths. What makes your love from great? If you're working today, looking back in years, what needs to happen for you to say, hey, we did it. We're successful, but we hear about you. Step number three is now we show you the model and the tools. And this is the way I tell my clients, we get to summarize the book for you. If you don't have the time to read it, if you're a visionary that you don't love reading concepts about this, hey, we'll come here. We'll summarize the book for you. And you will get a lot of value out of this meeting. And then this step number four is showing you the process. So definitely those are the two things. Either read the book or book a night a minute. So you just can have the summary version. And like Tyler said, this is absolutely free meeting. Pack of value. My answer is, you know, read this book. Get a grip. Because I think 90% of the people on, on this meeting, you know, probably heard about this book, Traction, which is like the New York Times bestseller. But Get a Grip is written for the visionary. And I see some of the folks on here, like my friend Eric Shore and Herb Auger, and I see a bunch of, you know, law firm owners and visionaries. And Get a Grip will bring it, you know, bring it to where you get it, want it, and got to make it happen. So uh, we got a couple questions in the Q&A. And we've got uh, several people on here and several people on the LinkedIn. First question is, how do you get the rank and file on board with the law firm's ultimate goal of making more profit for the owners? Mike, you want to start with this one? Yeah. I mean, John, you, you were at the speech last week or uh, the talk last week in Miami, and, and that's the integrator's number one job is to make the profitability margins exactly whatever your goals are. For law firms, the typical is 20 to 25%. We strive to get our fireproof clients to the 40% mark. My firm's fluctuates between 38 and 42%. But number one, you got to know your numbers, right? Most law firms on here don't know what their profitability margins are. So just starting that conversation, but getting your employees, that's not how we, I don't go in front of my employees and say their number one job here, everybody is to make me more money. We don't talk like that. We are, we are smarter than that. Um, that's not the number one goal. The number one goal is, you know, to have a happy workplace and to make sure our clients are taken care of and do the best thing we can for our clients and all of the other things fall in line. We have our processes, we have our goals in the internal meetings. The internal meetings, your level 10s are private. You're not recording those and sending those out to the masses. You know what your goals are, you know how to get there, you know all the things you need to do to, if increased process, profitability is one of your goals for 2024 and you're at 25%, and you wanna to get to 30%, great. How? What are you gonna do all year long to make sure that your profit increases 5%? That doesn't have to do necessarily with your employees, right? That has to do with certain measurables, certain expenses. It might be less employees. It may be cutting costs on the copy machine. I don't know what your costs are, but we have those. We absolutely have those, but it's not getting everybody on board. It's your internal leadership team knowing what those goals are and figuring out a way how to accomplish them. Tyler, Jordan, we want to take that one. Uh, how do you get rank and file on board with the ultimate goal of making more profit for the owner? I love something that Mike mentioned. First is identifying what's our goal. What is it that we need? Sometimes if we need growth, we need to sacrifice cash and profit. 
Sometimes, yes, if we want more profit, yes, we need the cash and growth. So that's the one thing. Identifying what is it. Sometimes I have clients that it's all about getting better, not only about getting bigger. It's this, it's all about the core process. So that's the one thing. And the second is identifying the accountabilities. So yes, profit usually is a role under the integrator because like we say, hey, visionaries are the composer of a symphony. Integrator is the director of the orchestra and that orchestra is the leadership team. So integrators holding accountable for the revenue business development to bring the more cash possible, the more revenue, and then the operations and legal to be the more efficient. And that's why integrators are accountable for profitability. So it's identifying those accountabilities and making sure that the person accountable for that, number one, he gets it as his skills. He wants to do that, and then he has the resources to do it. That's what we call having the person in the right seat. I love that. What would you say? Integrator is the director of the orchestra, and the visionary is the uh, conductor. Composer of that beautiful symphony. I want to be the... And the leadership team. Is I want to be the conductor. <laughs> I don't want to run the... <laughs> Tyler, you want to take that one or go to the next question? Yeah, so I just think there's, there's two parts to it. it. In none of my clients, is there a goal or a um, core focus that says, make the owners more money. Like it's just not a motivating driver for an organization to have that sort of publicly in their face. So it's sort of, and also like in my mind for all the organizations I work with, it's just part of the DNA, right? We wanna be profitable. We wanna make revenue. We wanna take home money. Everyone at the organization looks at their job and their role that way. So I don't think it ever really needs to be called out quite so specifically. And we really try and shy people away from having even 10-year targets that are revenue-based. We really want them to be, you know, these big, hairy, audacious goals that are going to drive the organization forward. And it's never that the owner takes home a lot of money. That's really the byproduct of a really successful and well-run organization. So we want to go focus on all those things that allow the organization to be successful. And the byproduct is the owners get to take away a lot of money. Jay, and as it I, oh, yeah, sure. Um, I thought he was done. No, keep going just, now. Yeah, rolling out to the organization, this is like, hey, this is the bus we're on, okay? This is the fireproof bus. This is the EOS bus. You want to be on this bus. You like what's going on here. This is a fit for how you want to operate in the world, or it's not, right? And so this is where EOS gets a little black and white and says, this is what our bus is going to look like. And I think fireproof the same way. This is how we're going to operate. And if this is not for you, it's okay, right? We're not mad. We don't hate you. I hope you don't hate us. But this is how this organization is going to operate and it just draws people in and it pushes people away. Listening to Tyler is like listening to Gino. Uh, hope you take that as a compliment, but you guys are very years, similar sir. in your mannerisms. And I don't know if you do the bump bump at the end of the meeting, but um, <laughs> let me tell you one one inside baseball tip that's not all, all that much inside baseball that reminds me uh, what Tyler was talking about. And we were talking about profitability, which is super important to owners and like Tyler said, not super important to employees, and you're not going to go out there and say, this is the goal. However, a EOS tool, being a same page meeting, let me just talk 30 seconds on same page meetings, Jay. Your visionary and your integrator should be meeting once a month, offsite, quiet, so people aren't coming in the room, phones down for 90 minutes to two hours to three hours. Those meetings can be as long as you want. And the owner and the integrator is on the same page. You don't have to write anything. You're not creating rocks. You're not creating to-dos really. And if profitability is one of those things and you guys have a private off-site meeting that, you know, hey, I'm at 32%. I'd love to get to 35%, 38%, 40%. Then your integrator, your smart, smart, smart number two who is running your organization is going to go and make sure that that happens. 
And if it's really important, he better make it happen or he's not your right integrator. And, and, and that's it. So you can have private offline that you don't stand up at the level at the, in front of the firm and say, this is one of our goals. This is one of our things because he's going, or she is going to do that for you because she knows because you guys had that private meeting. She knows what's important in the visionary's heart because that person's job is to make the vision happen. I forget that sometimes. It's not to make their vision happen. It's not to make them happy. It's to make the visionary happy and make sure that the vision, like I loved how you know Gerardo and, and Tyler were explaining that, that's their only job is to conduct that beautiful piece that you wrote, not their piece, not their side hustle, not... the not anything else about them. It's all about the visionary. And I'm telling you over the last 17 years, I've lost sight of that. So that's why I'm a little passionate about that pitch. So we awesome. build businesses around visionaries, right? Every other role changes. Visionary is always a constant, right? They're the person that sort of drives the rest of that organization, what it looks like, how it operates, what it needs to do to achieve that vision. It's the visionary is, is in the driver's seat. We are all passengers on their bus. Well, let me ask one one final question, and you know, let's step out a little bit of you know specifics to EOS. But you know, what's one thing that you know you're seeing? You're all consulting with law firms. What's one thing that's going to move law firms forward in the rest of the year, Gerardo? Yes, for me is I'll say two words. You ask for one: clarity and alignment. Clarity. Where do we want to go? What are the most important things we need to accomplish this year that's going to move the needle for us? And then the alignment, get everyone on board and rowing on the same direction. Those are the two things that I'm seeing this year. Tyler, what's one thing that's going to move law firms forward for the rest of the year? Yeah, so don't take this in the wrong vein. I tell all of my clients, please look at how AI is changing the workplace. Now, not writing your legal contracts, okay? But as it pertains to marketing and how you're writing content and how you're sending out marketing content and receiving feedback and all of those pieces start working together. Now I'm a technologist, so just admit that right off the bat, but it is amazing to see what is happening on the AI front. And Mike, I'll give you the last word. What's one thing that's gonna move people? Uh, rocket fuel is, is another um, EOS book. What, what's the rocket fuel for 2024? Knowing your data. Most law firms that come and talk to me don't have a scorecard, don't know. I mean, when a lawyer calls me, I'm going to give a little uh, inside baseball, right? I, I say, okay, well, what was your revenue last year? Uh, it was around two, three million, red flag. How many cases did you sign up? Oh, uh, well, we saw red flag. What's your average fee? Well, you know, we had some big cases, red flag, right? And I could go, I could list 10, I could list 10, Jay then I know that they are just a disaster of a law firm and they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to data. And there's no way they can run a good law firm. Know your data. I could talk days and days on this. Um, know everything because I don't know how you make decisions without knowing your data. It's changed me. I mean, I, I can't stress it enough. Yeah, it's been huge for us. Measure the right things, put attention on it with the leadership team and uh, cascade that down throughout the organization and what you focus on gets attention and improves. Guys, this was awesome for me. It brought it all home. I hope everyone here live today on um, Zoom and on Facebook and, and LinkedIn is, has enjoyed it. I know you have. And if you're listening to this sometime in the future on our YouTube channel or on our uh, podcast, you know, please 
give give me a shout out. Uh, you can find me at Ten Golden Rules. Uh, maybe last question for everyone, um, Tyler. Where where can people find you? Yep. So you can find me at eosworldwide.com. There's an implementer directory, and just put my name in for Aldo's name, and uh, do a search, and we'll come up. Mike, where do folks find you? I put uh, my email in there, my private email, mike at 855mikewins.com, fireproofperformance.com if you want to check out some of our stuff. And I'm happy to get on a call with anybody anytime. And if someone's injured in, in Michigan, where do they go? 855mikewins.com. Thank you, Jay. And, uh, you know, it's snowy and icy out there. So if you need us, uh, we're here. Gerardo, uh, my favorite. Where do we find you? Thank you, Jay. So same EOS Worldwide website and also the Profit Recipe website www.theprofitrecipe.com. Something we do for our clients, local clients in South Florida, we provide community. We provide our clients an integrator masterclass so they can come and share with other integrators. We provide an IDS mastery session so leadership team members can come and share with leadership of other companies, either in the same industry or different industry running an EOS. We provide deep dive in EOS tools and we also have events and workshop for our clients. So visit theproperrecipe.com and I'm happy to serve you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. This was great. Thank, Thank you, you Dave, for having us. Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast. Please send questions and comments to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That is podcast at 10goldenrules.com. 